0: Hey, folks, how's it going? Welcome to the Jio Nation podcast. This is going to be a bit of a unique one because uh, I have some very interesting guests that are going to be taking the microphone for uh, the duration of uh, of this Jio Nation uh, issue. A good friend of mine from China named Sylvie teaches at a school called Huamao here near... Uh, near the center of town. Some time ago, she left uh, China, and I thought that she was saying goodbye to it for good, but happenstance happened, and uh, her school invited her back to do a bit of a continuation of one of her classes. Two of her students are Soraya and Tiana, who you will meet shortly. They needed to do a project and record their own podcast. So, they came up uh, with a bunch of their friends who are equally fascinating Ariel, Manya, and Cecile, who are all living this weird, tenuous lifestyle of a foreign kid that is living half their life or more in China. And they developed this podcast. The first half of it, you'll hear. Here, if you 're really interested in hearing the second half of what they had constructed at their podcast, then uh, you 'll listen to it and i 'll leave a link to it as soon as it 's finished for their class. The first half actually involved all the kids, Soraya, Tiana, Ariel, Manya, and Cecile and the second half, saraya and Tiana took over and did more of a uh, personal take on some stories and things that led them here. To, uh, to Ningbo, So I'll leave those as stories that you can listen to later if you're interested because they're really fun to listen to the type of lifestyle that these kids live in uh, in China. So Sylvie is going to introduce these kids. I wanted to give you a little bit of upfront so that it didn't shock you as to who these people are. But I, I want you to listen to it, and for me it was fascinating because... I grew up in the States and then moved to China later in life, but these kids have spent their formative adolescent years growing up in a country that speaks a different language, that is totally different from, if you're not living in China, what you and I could understand as a typical upbringing. And some of the things that you can hear them talk about are very common things, like uh, eating at a school cafeteria. But... The context of living abroad shapes those mundane experiences into something that really they can learn from. And uh, they have a very unique uh, perspective on life that I I wish more of us had. So there you go. So if you have kids in a house, uh, I'm going to preface this. I, I think that this would be a positive... Podcast to listen to with your kids. Uh, It'll give them an opportunity to see what kind of differences and perspectives these kids have as opposed to, you know, the way that they grew up. It's always better to have more life experience data than less. And uh, this might be your opportunity to kind of delve into the life of a kid that grew up outside of their home country. So without further ado, you're going to hear my friend Sylvie talking to Saria, Tiana Ariel Manya and Cecile
1: podcasts part of the reason podcasts are so exciting is that they're uh, they're like a new platform for people to share stories without um, having to record video content without having to write anything because people are interesting that's the bottom line people are interesting and you guys are really really interesting and that's why we're here today um to do the first episode of a brand new unique podcast what's it called the The moorings (laughs) the reason it's called the moorings is uh twofold Uh, the first is that to be moored somewhere do you know what you guys what to be moored means Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. would you say it means
2: um stranded almost
1: Stranded. Stranded is a good word. (laughs) There are definitely people who are stranded in places.
3: Uh, To be more, isn't it to be like when your ship is tied to uh, the land,
1: the shore? Yeah. Yeah. Anything that doesn't move.
0: Yeah. The dock.
1: A dock? dock. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so there is this idea that as people, we're like ships. ...that we float around the world. Some of us float around the world. And we moor ourselves to things. We tie ourselves to places. And the other great part about this word is it's Tiana and Soraya's last name. So they are the moors, but they're moored here in Ningbo. And just like all of you guys, you're moored here too. We're all moored here. Matt's moored here. I'm moored here. So it's sort of like a big, big image of thinking of yourselves like a ship floating around, and you've got all these places that you get to tie yourselves to around the world.
0: Now, uh, being moored uh, to a place, I think you've, you've got to really have a connection with the place that you're moored to. That's the whole point. You're tying the rope around the boat to connect yourself to the dock. Uh, you know, if, if I traveled to Zimbabwe for a day... Would you say that I am I moored to that place? Probably no, no, probably no. not, right? So you'd have to be at a place for a time enough to connect with it. Mm. So each one of you, think about what places in your life that you've had a moored relationship with, let's say. okay. So we'll go through um, each one of you, say into the microphone, the different places that you have... Uh, Felt moored Felt moored too mm. So we'll start at the end
4: So I was born in Ohio And I lived there until I was seven And I have so many great memories of my neighborhood But I don't really remember anything else Because I was so little And I remember I loved it so much When I heard that we had to move to Alaska I was crying for like two days Because <laughs> it was the first time I've ever left And yes. Then we lived in Alaska for three and a half years. Wow. And then we came back, then we came to China, and it was so different than living in the US. And I never really learned a new language before. Mm. And I thought it was just so cool living somewhere different.
0: And uh, just so that I can get it done, what's your name?
1: Ariel, Tiana, Soraya, Cecile, Manya. Maybe actually before we keep going as well, could you girls all share where you're from originally? Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe, Ariel, you're from Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. the US.
5: Australia. Australia. I'm half Chinese, half French.
1: And I'm completely Indian. (laughs) (laughs) Completely Indian. 100%. So um, in the differences between Alaska and China and the US, what would you say is the one most... Obvious one or significant one to you?
4: The air quality. That's the first <laughs> thing I can think of. Air quality. I remember when we got to the US and we were in the airport, we were just in the airport. It was just so much fresher. <laughs> you, can, you can tell the difference.
1: I think also um, just I'm going to throw in a note. Five minutes ago, Ariel's mum pointed out that... Um, uh, that the wildlife as well, right? That in Alaska you would walk out your door and you'd have, you know, you could be eaten by a bear maybe. But in China...
0: They ate all the bears. They <laughs> <laughs> so it's the opposite.
4: In our house, In our house in Alaska, if you stood in my bedroom, out the window you could see the mountains in the distance. So beyond the neighborhood there was mountains and a really beautiful skyline. And in our backyard there was like... That we would see moose and bears sometimes. Crazy. And we were never allowed to go outside that often in the winter.
1: And now here in China, it's buildings. Yes. Buildings. buildings. Maybe some <laughs> more, and more buildings. buildings. And you can always go outside. A couple you? of There's trees, maybe. <laughs> sometimes the air quality. Yeah. What? Men, the air like, is something we can't change. Really well, we can change, it, I guess. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so you think air quality. Like, I would have thought maybe the people or just, like, the amount of, like, buildings. Well, that's different too, but the first thing <laughs> I
3: could
1: think of. <laughs> Tiana, where have you been moored before? Or where do you think you've been most moored?
3: Yeah, where is your... Australia or China?
6: But you've travelled so much. No, but if the one that i most moored to... I. Maybe it's Australia because of my family, but then I've lived in China so long, I've got all my friends and teachers and. How old
1: were you when you moved to China?
6: Four. Four. Actually, three. But then in five days, I turned four. <laughs> so.
1: And you've been here ever since? Yeah. Pretty amazing. Cool. So,
3: China or Australia? Probably China. 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 <laughs> what would your answer be? Australia yeah um even though I've lived here more than half of my life, I still uh, identify as an Australian. I don't feel Chinese, but it is definitely one of my homes. Yeah, but more more to Australia.
5: right In your heart. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Cecile.:
5: I would say China because I've, I was born here actually, and I spent half of my life, I guess or one third, since I'm only 14. <laughs> and uh, half of my family here from my mum's side. But I still like, I would still miss France because there's so much memories
2: I made there. And, yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Romania.
2: 100% India. <laughs> India? Yeah.
1: You're more to India?
2: Well, more specifically my hometown, Jaipur, because um, the difference, I'd say, between there and Ningbo is um, It's just such an old city, Mm -hmm. with all the palaces and forts, and just the old people. (laughs) Um, And and we'd have like monkeys swinging into our house in the morning, and cows coming in, and just all these birds and peacocks. There's so many peacocks everywhere. (laughs) We had a pet peacock. And um, the biggest difference, I think, is I've got, um, in my house, the house that I live in in India, um, there are 46 people, and we're just so connected that um, it's just so much different in Ningbo because we have no family here except, of course, ourselves. Um, and <laughs> so Jaipur is just so different to go back to and like meet all these people and make mm-hmm. so
1: many new friends. Fascinating. And so let's just go down the line. How old is everyone in the room? Ariel, how old? 13, 13. 13. 11. 12. 14. 11. So you guys... We have four, five girls here below the ages of 15 from one, two, three, four, five, six different countries depending on nationalities <laughs> and who's feeling moored to what country at what time.
6: There's five people with six different countries.
1: And all of you have lived in a second country
5: mm-hmm.
1: from the one mm-hmm. that you've been born in. And now all of you live here. And yeah. where are we? China.
5: China. Ningbo, Ningbo. China. China. China.
2: China. Ningbo China
1: pretty amazing. So uh, we're going to have a conversation with these girls today about the experiences of what it is to be um, not just a kid but a person growing up and spending a significant amount of time in um, the community that is Ningbo, China but also just what it means to be young and in school and the, the positives and the interesting parts of what that means and friendships because friendships are a huge part of what makes living here fun. Would you agree with that girls? Yeah. In fact, maybe the most important part about what living here is like.
0: How many people back in your hometowns know where Ningbo is before you had to tell them?
4: Nobody. (laughs) Yeah, none. Nobody. Um, My family, they also asked me and my parents. Where's Ningbo? We have, we've never heard of it. And
2: they've heard of Shanghai and Beijing, but that's about it. Yeah. It's actually really funny. Um, when my mom got the job offer to come to Ningbo, she had to look it up on a map. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So did I, actually. Yeah, I had me to too. <laughs> look up Ningbo online and then look at the images and try and imagine what it would be like to be there.
0: What did you think before you came to Ningbo? Like, what was your personal opinions?
1: What did four-year-old Tiana...
0: Yeah, I mean, do you, do you even recall that? Um,
6: I actually remember leaving, and I had this little suitcase with princesses on it, and I don't even know if I knew that we weren't coming back. <laughs> I, I thought maybe we would just, like, go for, like, a month and then come back, because I didn't really understand time, yeah. and that if it says... My dad said, you know, we're going there for a year. Um i was just like that's not possible we're coming back right but so but i was four so come
1: so how many years has everyone lived here
6: i've
4: lived here for this is my fourth year, yeah. uh, seven, uh, eight year?
1: Seventh. Eighth year, yeah. year seventh year seventh year seventh yes years. it's all oh yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah right in ningbo
5: my eighth but china i guess 14. um
2: Sixth, seventh year. Seventh sixth year. or seventh? One wow. of those. No, it's six. It's sixth because this is. I came in two thousand ten, so yeah, sixth.
0: So really, you've spent more. Most of you have spent more of your conscious conscious life outside of your home country than than then, in your home country. Yes. You know.
1: This is a really great point <laughs> <laughs> to uh actually talk about Cecile and Soraya's friendship for a second um, because when Cecile first came to the school that the girls went to um, she was how old were you? I, you were, ooh, I don't know seven. I came I think you were seven and Cecile couldn't speak English at all she was fluent in French and fluent in Chinese yes <laughs> yeah. no English no, no English. English just apple and high <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> and you came into a school into a class with how many kids? Uh not much. 5? Yeah, probably. But wasn't that
3: 3? No, 3. Oh, three. no. Well, three only. well, there's 3. There at the very start there was 3.
1: There was there was who was in the class? Um
3: me, Cecile, and Aubrey. Aubrey. And there
5: was Aubrey from? She's from America. 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 Right. And she knew how to speak Chinese. So that was good for me. <laughs>
0: Did she speak better than you or about the same?
3: Oh, no, she was Cecile was oh, better, think, but yeah. she mm. Aubrey knew enough To communicate with her. Mm -hmm. Um, but I couldn't speak Chinese because I I just arrived in China. So Aubrey would be our translator. So we try to talk to each other and Aubrey would be like translating for us. (laughs) So we were friends through Aubrey. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) And it would be really hard when she was sick and she didn't come to school. And Uh it would just be me and Soraya at
4: lunchtime.
3: We would just kind of laugh because we didn't know how to talk to each <laughs> other, but we knew each other because we knew each other through Aubrey. So we kind of we we would we used <laughs> our hands, yeah, okay. our or hands. like like our version of sign language, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and Cecile, your English is perfect now. Well,
3: well, depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
1: she's fluent. Yeah, she definitely fluent. Would you say that you got to know each other? first as friends just because you uh, how would you say it like it's like you got to know each other before you could talk to each other yes. and now that you can talk to each other that's just to strengthened your friendship hasn't yes. it you've you've been best friends since the moment that you actually couldn't say anything to each other <laughs> that's quite an unusual friendship <laughs> amazing right <laughs> Um, Saraya said something really lovely that I think Matt, you and I would connect with um, the other day when we were talking about this story, the friendship of Cecile and Saraya, and um, something that really made a lot of sense to me was Saraya said, uh, you know, everyone eventually will untie themselves and float to different places, different schools, make new friends, all these kind of things but one of the hardest things about being an expat, I think, is that you have friends, that you wish you, – you, you're fine, you can go every day, you do your thing, you make new friends, but then just there's those moments at the end of the day where you wish you could just have that friend back. You know, you could sit and gossip and laugh and giggle and tell stories about the new people you've met and that's definitely happened to me as an expatriate. I've made lots of friends who now live all over the world that I often have moments that I just think, oh, I wish – you know, I wish Meredith could be here or, mm. you know, like, and we could share those stories. But the world becomes so much smaller, would you say? Like, do you feel like you could still talk to each other even if you're not in the same country? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: especially well, using WeChat. Um, now technology can, we can. We don't um, have to write
1: letters and yeah. send them with birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, us oldies.
1: Back in the days I missed, of I miss the birds.
0: It was just so much more quaint, you know. The bird knocking at the door, <laughs> taking a little envelope oh look, out of their foot. Oh, there's a letter from Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt's bird. <laughs> Come in, Matt's bird. I'll feed you and send you back to Matt. Now, Cecile, I I mean, I didn't realize there was a moment where you didn't know French and you didn't know English, and your, your primary was really Chinese, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's wild. Oh, wow. Because... That would be like me, uh, well, it's hard to identify, but it would be like me living in China not knowing English or my best friend's language. Spanish. You know, Spanish, you know.
5: I was sent to Ninghai, another city, uh, with an Aiyi. I was living with another family without my parents there, so I went to a Chinese school, which is really different for me. I wasn't really used to it. At first, but then I guess that kind of changed. Wow. And, yeah, for a few years, actually, my parents would visit me every a few weeks and then... How old were you when you did that? Before I came to Mia. I, before so I came you were school. young. Yeah, oh, young. really young. Five. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure why I was there, but then I got used to it and... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that is no. amazing. So that's a really... Like so what what you guys are actually saying is that even though you might identify as as being from France India Australia America in your heart and soul because that's where you're from, this is at the moment you're mooring your friends are here, your life is here you're growing up together, you share stories with each other every day this today tomorrow next week is the most present reality that you have you don't sit and dream about a friend in Australia or a friend in France um this is your community right now would you say that's right yes, yes definitely definitely and yeah. so um Manya, Ariel and Tiana you have a fascinating story from a particularly one of the years in the school that you went to quick background on the school um this school started with Uh, in Ningbo, China, International School, um, started by Tiana and Sreya's father. Well, he became the principal very, very early on and he is responsible for building it up to what it is today. And when they were first there, the girls were part of a primary school that only had seven kids in it. The whole school had 22. Yeah, 22, 24. Including kindergarten?
3: Yeah, and we could all fit on a trampoline. Like the whole school could fit on a trampoline.
1: trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, a couple of years into the school growing, I think the school must have had about 200 kids at this point maybe when you three were in grade four together? Yeah, yeah probably. 300.
6: 300. Three hundred. It was
1: quite big. Mm. But classes Bigger. were still small, weren't they? Middle yeah. school was still very small and mm. upper primary was still very small. The kindergarten was growing really fast. Yeah. Um, but these girls had a fascinating class. What made it fascinating?
6: Um, we had ten students from six different
1: countries.
2: Yeah. Eleven students from Eleven. six countries.
1: Do you know the countries? Yeah,
2: yeah. Korea, China, India, America, Australia. What's the last one? What is China? China? Saudi Arabia. Oh, Wait,
6: yeah. Actually, we also had, didn't we have that um, Japanese girl for a while? Go-go is
2: Japanese. Well, so you
1: had 11 students, six different countries. Um, could everyone speak English in the class?
2: Um, no, the Koreans and Chinese couldn't. No, Alan could. But the Koreans couldn't. Mm. No, they could speak basic English. but not enough to communicate. But we could still kind of talk to them.
1: Yeah. And you girls were at that point in school where you start to become older. Yeah. You you start to do harder work. You have more expectations put on you. You're not little kids anymore. You're you're getting into the sort of older age group. So when you were working together, the, the... fun thing that i loved hearing about is this idea that would you say being an expat or an international kid like that people get picked on a bit less or you don't see each other's differences in the same way i guess we're just more open-minded going to an international school like we don't see the little
2: flaws we just see what makes a human being we don't like care what your big big color or Whatever language or whatever it is. You just see, like, the actual human being that there is. (laughs) Because not everyone's different. Everyone around you is different, so you can't.
3: And if you, you said like, or or yeah. if, if you said
6: things. I'm only gonna be friends with white people from America, you're gonna have you would no be friends. Very lonely <laughs> because there are only like one person, and they're five years older than you. So you have to just be more open minded, or else you're just
5: gonna like be,
2: be sitting by fine. yourself. You'd be a
6: brain yeah. dead
5: zombie. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun being open minded to have yeah, friends, friends
2: with, yeah. and telling
5: you their experiences outside the
2: country. Yes. Exactly, mm. it's
1: beautiful. Thing. So you girls are in middle school, and middle school is are commonly thought to be a place of social pressure and expectation. <laughs> not in and not school. cool versus uncool and pretty versus not pretty. I have cool enough. in their own version. Yeah. And if you said well like cool. again like <laughs> before,
6: it's still not a huge classes and stuff. So and in the year level, there's only one Our class, class that is year. Literally
2: old. eight students. Like, yeah. we don't have time to do that. So if you
6: say I'm only gonna hang out with the cool people, who is the cool? You gotta like people? decide who the cool yeah. people is because mm-hmm. everyone yes. else are gonna be yeah. like, well, if
0: well, I only hang I'm cool only... in cool France, so
6: no. <laughs> well, my friends think I'm cool in Australia, so.
2: You can hang out with me. Jokes on you.
1: <laughs> so, so you don't, when you get up in the morning to go to school, you don't think like, oh, I hope my hair looks like everyone else's. Or, <laughs> no, um,
2: no. I oh, hope my hair looks
0: different everyone else's. Now, sometimes sneakers. I just
5: wear my pyjamas to school in wintertime. No, I don't really, <laughs> really care anymore. My pyjamas just like sweatpants and hoodies and like, okay, I'm not. Nobody. I was
1: We're born
0: nosy. here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's not something that stresses you guys no, out. No, not at
2: all.
0: When I was uh, in middle school, Uh, what age is that that's like Like 12 yeah yeah just about the same um i have two older sisters and uh at that point in time denim jeans were extremely popular and we had this thing that we would do well everybody that was popular would do and they would no (laughs) no People, the popular kids beat me up, but yeah, one of them was a a girl named Diana. (laughs) She used to walk, walk, we would walk home from school and she would every so often walk the same way as me and she would, she'd beat me up a couple of times.
1: Diana, if you're listening to this, come on now.
0: (laughs) You know, another guy that used to beat me up, uh, I met him in a bar. He, he, He literally, I had a paper route. And I used to ride around with my papers in my front. And one day he caught me, threw my papers all over, and and tumbled me with a snowball. And then we got an actual fist fight. One of the first fist fights I've ever gotten into, and I lost. And he had me in a headlock, and he was he was hitting me on the head. And then he just was beating up the weak kid, you know, in school. So. That's just what happens. And uh, 10 years later, I met him at a bar 20 years later or something. I'm so old. I'm so old, too. Later, <laughs> I met him at a bar, and uh, I said, you know, you know, you were pretty mean to me back in the day. <laughs> and he's like, Matt, you know what? I'm so sorry. I was going through some problems myself, and, you know, and we're friends today. Oh, That's great. You know, I won't uh, mention his name, but, but tell us, Joel. About- <laughs> Anyways, so... (laughs) Who (laughs) lives at this address? To be honest, he's a good guy now. But my sisters wanted me to be cool. They they were constantly trying to keep me in the zone that wouldn't get me beat up on my paper route. And so they would fold my... Jeans in a special way. They'd fold over and enroll three times.
1: Oh, so Very my cool. God! They're rolling.
0: Do you remember that?
1: I have to just note that Cecile is looking so fascinated what? that that would. Yeah, here, let me, let me. <laughs> so it
0: was, a, it was
1: a roll. Cecile's like that makes you
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, that just that doesn't Two, seem
5: like it would matter. Oh, three. I remember this roll.
0: Do you remember the roll?
5: That would look like someone in China would look like someone that would like. Lives on the countryside that like lives on a farm or something. <laughs> they would yeah, do right. that. <laughs> or or maybe well, never seen it is different. If, I, if someone did that and
6: i what are you doing with your pants? What do you do with your pants? I
5: happened? actually wouldn't care. I, think I would get afraid if I, I did like, that. What what but okay. this is the cool
0: thing? This is cool. Oh. You know, everybody in my class would have beat y'all up for saying what you were just saying just now.
1: <laughs> Redden on the road. They don't even
0: know. <laughs> So, I mean, this was the thing that I had to identify with in order to try and fit in. Mm. But you guys say you don't necessarily have any rules or had anything. There's there's no
3: fitting in because you're all different because you're all from different countries. And so there's no one
6: to be like, like if you're trying to be the same as everybody else, but everybody else is different Mm. and everyone else (laughs) can't be the same because there's no one to be like, oh, we'll all be
2: like this person. I oh wait! Should we be like this person? Which person? I think that that's the best part of our school that there's no bullying or trying to fit in or no pressure at all.
1: You have to accept each other before. Not what's a better word for not accepting? Like you have to accept before anything. Well, you can't hold a
0: grudge for long.
1: But not just not hold a grudge. You can't find fault in any context. There's no in fashion in in color cultures in color in... you you. You have to be who you are around each other because you guys are the only people you've got.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually really nervous when I first came because I don't look Chinese. So when I went to a Chinese school in, I think, year one, they would make fun of me because I only had one friend back then, this girl, she was really nice. And other people would just look at me weirdly or, like, treat me differently. So, yeah. Yeah. And then it was...
0: That's interesting I feel like what you're saying is the best way to be is mixed, yeah, like like a like a mixed bag. Do you think that the world would be a better place if they just threw everybody in a big bag, shuffled them up, and said wherever you are is where you'd stay?
2: Oh my god, I've thought that very thought so many
6: times <laughs> <laughs> because you have to accept them because, like, if everyone else is one way and there's one person that's different, then. Like, why are you different? We should all be the same. But if everyone's different, you can't be like, you're different. You have to be the same.
2: What's the same? (laughs) The same is what? Yeah, there's no normal in our school. It's (laughs) it's all different. It's different, different different different. or different.
0: Different is the norm.
1: And would you all be able, would you say all of you have had moments where you've just thought, oh, this is so difficult, like to uh, even through language or through trying to communicate an idea or have you just been like, you know what, like, this is what it is in front of me.
3: I've never had that before, but that's probably because I've never really known anything else because I was so little when I was Mm. in Australia. So it's just normal. So I don't get frustrated. Well, I get frustrated, but I don't feel like, oh, this should be different because it's the only thing I know.
0: So do you miss being uh, in India? Do you miss being 100% in Australia? I mean, do you miss that? Do you rather have this kind of mixed thing? I
2: definitely miss like um, being able to just go to a store and get what you want, like without having to like think twice before talking. Uh. I definitely miss like knowing everyone in my street and all my neighbors and like their jobs and going to everyone's houses. Like, I definitely miss that like feeling of belonging, where which you can't get as an expect like completely in China, because. It's just the language is such a hard thing, but um I've gotten so used to China that now I don't have to think twice before doing anything mm. It's
1: just normal now, yeah, Segway around for a second. you are all at a part in your life where you are going to be maybe moored in different places in the in the maybe near future i uh for the more sisters, it is in the definite near future um. Not sure where Cecile might end up. Next. I have no idea. <laughs> or Manya, Manya might go back to India or she might go to a completely different country. Same with Ariel. Um, so you guys soon in your, in your not so long away lives will be living in different cultures and communities and different people. Coming back to right now at this moment with the five of you sitting on a couch, what would you say that you're the most grateful for about your mooring in China? if you listen to this when you're 20 you listen back to this podcast and you're living somewhere else in the world doing things you would never imagine you were doing and you want to remember one thing you were really grateful for about this time what would you say
2: I'm just I'm really grateful for making Chinese friends like I think that's the most important part of going to a country you have to make friends of the like the natives and the locals and, and then they can teach you about exactly I've I made up. so many and I just love Chinese people they're so mm. perfect <laughs> <laughs> perfect
6: but I wouldn't say perfect because no. no one's perfect no one but they've got their flaws but the yeah, falls definitely.
3: are good. Right. Well, yeah, the spitting on the ground is
4: delightful.
6: It's, it's delightful the in a way because it's their culture. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But it's part of your home yeah. as well, isn't yeah. it? Something yeah. that you recognise every day, this culture that isn't your own but you're part of, that you're yes. in. Yeah. How about yeah. you girls? I'm
5: for the food. I'm <laughs> grateful for the food. <laughs> I love um, food here.
3: Yeah, I'm grateful for the people not just yeah. the Chinese people That's but just everyone here. That's
4: sort of exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> was, exactly uh, yeah, I'm say. grateful for the food as well. Just living in another culture where the food's completely different mm. from yours and what they consider delicacies <laughs> where, where you're from would be considered
1: disgusting. Mm. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> so I think maybe to sort of <laughs> wrap wrap it up, um I know it's so wonderful talking to you guys. <laughs> um I would love to know what your advantages of being here might be. Like if you could think of one word, not a food, not a food. (laughs) Not a word like food because that's just a bonus. Cucumbers. (laughs) That's
0: my advantage.
1: (laughs) Like, you know, think about things, fancy school words like confidence, um, you know, things like that. What would be a word that you would use to describe how you've changed from when you came to China to now?
4: I think I've become a lot more open-minded. Yeah. If I think about when I was in the US, I never really thought about moving to China or becoming friends with people from Australia and India. Just I always when I was really little, I never thought about the future, just living in America, and going to school and having everyone from the same place. Most of them always Was born and grew up in the same place in the same city never going anywhere You didn't have any like Mexicans and stuff
0: (laughs) I think you're in stuff. <laughs> stuff. I don't feel so bad. Cool. I wish I was Mexican.
1: You mean you I never know, imagined like, having like <laughs> global friendships? Yeah. So.
6: I've never experienced a school in which there's only one one person. I'm like, aren't there anyone from any other country? <laughs> exactly. exactly. That seems I've like the been most been boring in school ever.
1: <laughs> but it's different, isn't it? Because it's like in Australia, you might have, um, you know. Uh, Italian friends Greek friends, Indian friends, Vietnamese friends, but they all are part of this Australia culture in a different way maybe than here
4: yes mm-hmm. in my school you everyone was from America, and if you were from another state, that would be awesome like if you were because most of every, <laughs> mostly everybody was from Alaska, so if you were from New York or
1: you America, were the or, you international, international yeah. person of mystery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tiana, how do you reckon you've changed? Or, or a word to describe who you've become? I don't know. <laughs> we can come back.
2: Mm. I've changed flabbergastingly.
1: Flabbergastingly. flabbergastingly. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, in what flabbergasting ways? Um, I, I More
2: courageous, I guess. Um, I'm not... Way too scared to try new things anymore.
1: It's a hard one to answer, isn't it? Very, very hard. I have to I would, would like say. Can anyone else think of a word that they would describe for Tiana, knowing her for so long? Mm. She's become more interesting. No, that's more, a great more, word. More too. independent, actually. Independent. Yeah, it's a good word.
0: Yeah. Less, young.
1: <laughs> She's less older. young.
0: She's less young. <laughs> she
3: is older.
1: <laughs>
2: Everything I
3: don't know about
1: obvious <laughs> but... Yeah, no. I would say
6: independent. Independent. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah, great words. Cool. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, after we finished... That section of the podcast, we went for lunch and uh, came back and recorded the second half. If you want to listen to the second half, I'll leave a link to it down below that you can listen to it, or maybe I'll put it as an addendum onto a future Jio Nation podcast. Sylvie's not done with it yet, but I finished this part, and I have to keep moving on because Everest is less than a week away, and I got a lot of cool stuff to uh, put out before I start making my way up the mountain. I hope that you did see it the way I saw it. It was fun podcast to listen to some kids kind of talk about their life, but I think it goes much farther than that in, in the fact that you're listening to kids that are brought together out of no fault of their own, you know, because their parents are working here or, or whatever, and they're forced to cooperate with each other and befriend each other, even though they're have these, insurm- you, you would think, insurmountable odds of, of lack of communication, lack of understanding, but they learn, and they came together, and they became tight friends. And I thought that this, this first part, especially, having all of them together and talking about this was, was, was beautiful. The second half, actually, uh, Soraya and Tiana go off on their own and talk about some more individual stories of what led them in particular to Ningbo, and where they are going which uh is to brunei which is amazing Uh, but i'll let them get into that more it was a real interesting um opportunity to get the perspectives of of some kids that have lived lives that uh i can't appreciate directly and many people in this world vast majority of us can't appreciate but even though we can't appreciate it, doesn't mean we can't get a lot out of it. And so I feel like I got a lot out of these girls uh, just from hearing their stories, and I hope you did too. So that's it. The Jio Nation podcast is a story about me and the people I meet as I travel around the world and do amazing things. The mission, ride a recumbent trike loaded down with camera gear and all I need to survive from Ningbo, China, all the way to the United States over the course of the next five years. Along the way, accomplishing all sorts of amazing goals from climbing Mount Everest, which is a big top of my bucket list and will be accomplished here in the next couple of months, which I've been preparing for. So uh, with that said, if you're interested in listening to more, uh, check out the website, jayoe.com, or go to my Facebook page, Jayo Life, J-A-Y-O-E-L-I-F-E, you can subscribe to the Jio Nation podcast on iTunes, on your iPhone, or Android, or all sorts of different places. So that's about it. Jio.